I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, no, not the beat! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. And welcome back to Cage Old Question, where we ask, is Nicolas Cage the greatest actor alive? I'm Artoon, and this is my wife-to-be, Christina. Hello! <laughs> and on this show, we watch the entire film catalog of Nicolas Cage in chronological order, working our way through 40 years of cinema. As a disclaimer, this is a personal podcast not affiliated with any other third parties, and the opinions expressed herein are strictly our own. For today's episode, we are reviewing the 1993 film Red Rock West. The film is directed by John Dahl and is written by John Dahl and his brother, Rick Dahl. All right, here's the loose spoiler-free plot that you're all waiting for. Nicolas Cage plays Texan Michael, and he is promised a job by some buddy in Wyoming at some sort of uh, mill or something, and he cannot get it because of his bad knee. He then you know, takes his troubles to the next town over at Red Rock, where uh, a gas station attendant says there might be a job for him or something. Uh, where he meets the local barman, Wayne, when he goes in for a cup of coffee. Wayne, played by J.T. Walsh. Now, Wayne has a job for Mike, uh, and it's going to compromise him, his morals, his values. This is a neo-noir western. If he takes it. If he takes it. Christina seems to be like, don't tell them it's a neo-noir western. No, She's I'm like, saying that's a spoiler. That's not... Oh, my God. You <laughs> yeah. are maligning me. I said, tell them it's a neo-noir western spoiler. That... I mean, I mean... Tell them it's a neo-noir western film. That's fine. But don't spoil I the movie. I wasn't nothing. You, you didn't spoil it just then, but this is the seventh time that we've done this take trying to get through the plot. So don't, don't now make me sound crazy. It's good. Don't, it's good. You don't. see, when I edit, I, can, I have all the power. I can make whoever I want sound crazy. <laughs> Anyways, oh um, okay. Well, spoilers ahead. Spoilers Let's get ahead. into it. Let's I, get into I would it. say, I would say, you could watch this movie. I thought, I thought this was like a, uh, if you like that stuff, I feel like I, I know some people who like that stuff. Go for it. Watch this movie quick. Um, <laughs> what? But, <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not a deal breaker for me. I thought so. it was pretty fun. It was good. But it's only if you have stars. You need a stars subscription to watch this, or I guess you can find it elsewhere. Yeah, I don't. But know. But it's only on stars right now. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We watch it on stars. Okay. You All don't right. need to be upset about this. <laughs> you're. You, it seems like when I said you're on stars, you you completely. I'm just it. like. I'm just like. <laughs> leave me alone about this. I'm also getting. I'm getting flashbacks to when we were doing the Roku TV, and I was like, "Is it stars?" And you yelled at me. You're like, "No, go through the Amazon app." And I'm just like. I'm just like, I can't believe how much time you're now taking to tell me it's on stars after. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> well, here's the spoiler. Yeah. So Wayne, J.T. Walsh, is hiring Nicolas Cage's character, or so he thinks because of a Texas license plate on his car, that he's Lyle from Dallas. Yeah, this is the first, the first lie out of honest... Honest Michael's mouth yes. is that he's Lyle from He says he's Lyle from Dallas. Dallas. He takes five grand to go kill uh, it's Suzanne, played by Laura Flynn Boyle, who is sleeping around with a cow hand or a horse hand. According to Wayne. 
According to Wayne. But also... Her husband. It seems, from what we see, true. Because he's spying on the binoculars. Remember, oh, yeah. she's wearing those riding pants. Yeah. And then she rides out he with helps her those off. Great and riding they pants. get into a trailer together. Sure, sure. But... Things go south, because Nicolas Cage is no killer. Oh, also you were like, I don't know what sort of job he's doing, and he's always like trying to get a drilling job. That yeah, had been a thing that, job. don't yeah. say yeah to me so quickly when just, mo- I'm correcting you, I'm telling you information you didn't seem to know. And that's what I'm saying. So don't be like, like, yes, you're telling me that. Because like, yeah, you're, you're right. not telling me that. I'm telling you that. He was yeah. looking for drilling jobs. That's what a yes means. <laughs> I'm like, yes, chef. I'm going to destroy you. I'm like, yes, thank you. What do you want me to say, No. I would love for you to just be quiet and listen to me when I tell you something. That's what I would like. We're, we're in an antagonistic mood. No, we're in a loving recording. mood. We're in a loving mood. Okay. We're literally so synced up. We're on the same page. Um, we're vibing. Okay, stop. Well, we vibing. You don't need to go through the whole movie. Damn, winner. Well, I'm letting people. I, I, I'm not even 30 minutes into this movie. I'm just giving the premise. I okay, haven't okay, even said okay. that Dumb it me. all kind of starts getting like into this neo-noir mess yeah. when the real Lyle from yeah. the house arrives after Nicolas Cage doesn't, uh, you know, kill Suzanne. He's That's like, true. you got to watch out. That's true. Someone's trying to kill you, your and husband. And who's, who's real Lyle? Dennis Hopper, who Dennis plays Hopper. a fantastic villain in this. Uh, just kind of like, he's and not he, like mustache twirling. Bond villain or something? Or what he's the villain in Speed. Ah, which I haven't which seen. Which is great. He's great. It's but he was great in this. He was great. He was great. He was really good. He was really fun. It was fun. It was fun of like, uh, he's got a really good line uh, later in the movie where he's holding everybody hostage and he goes like, are we having a good time yet? <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. It's great because it's a moment where I, I'm realizing like the, especially Nicolas Cage movies, the good guy is always glowering. He's always scowling while the villain grins yeah. and like gets to have the big smiley jokesy parts. Yeah. I was like, interesting. Interesting. Good observation. No, thank you. Um, You might be wondering, this film, did it come out in 1993? You know, we're doing this after Amos and Andrew, but... You know, do you you know the history about this movie? Well, I was I was seeing some stuff about like it didn't get a theatrical release at first. It was and it was sold for distribution, but now I'm realizing I didn't I didn't track the like production years. Tell me, tell so me. So it the filmed saga. in '92. Filmed uh, in '92. Okay, and then so that's the not too long. Issue is they that's were not like a Cotton Club like five not, years yes, in the yes, making yes, or yes. whatever that. Yeah. But the issue was it didn't really hit U.S. release. Like widespread till ninety four because till ninety four even though this so was we're released like, quote, in ninety three movie yes but the almost like me as a baby is like I'm in the womb in ninety two but I'm really probably not even like talking stuff till ninety four so whoa. <laughs> Whoa. But you call me a 93 baby, right? <laughs> that's right. That's what makes the most sense. Yeah. So I'm just saying, 93 film. Of course. Film. Hey, just like a film, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the issue with this one is they had they had trouble marketing it because of its like very hyper specific genre of being yeah. both a neo noir and yeah. a western. And you don't want to give the spoilers away when you market. You it. don't want to <laughs> give the spoilers away. Um, they couldn't market it, and so they, they were like, we can't really do anything with this. So it plays in Europe, and it does well. Well, I saw a thing that was like, someone was like, maybe we should submit it to Sundance, which would definitely have been the right move. Yes. But then some exec was like, no! Yeah. 
<laughs> like, no. I mean, it wasn't, Sundance wasn't what it is now. Oh, really? In 93. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It, you, so you say this with such authority, but I remember true. you telling me, like, like nobody knew about Woody Allen in the 90s. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> that was a mistake. Sundance has so really come wanna... up. Okay. Yes. Nah. I'm almost positive. Okay, nice. <laughs> um, but what happened with this was, so Roger Ebert saw it um, in Europe, and he was like, I was expecting it to hit theaters very soon. Oh, yeah. And it didn't. And what happened is it went to HBO. It like played yeah. quietly for like yeah. seven times on HBO. Yeah. But then one theater in San Francisco, yeah, yeah, yeah. which you know. Uh, oh. oh, I thought I wrote this down. Anyways, it's the... Oh, I did write it down. The Roxy Theater um, oh, started actually, playing it. <laughs> and have you been to the Roxy Theater? I don't know theater? if I've been to the Roxy, but I've heard of it. Okay, say. nice. It was playing it and it was getting nice. like... It was selling out. Nice. And so other San Francisco nice. theaters started playing kind it. Kind of like The Room with Tommy Wiseau. Kind of like The Room with Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Except this is, this is like a, a nice No, this is a good... This, is, this was not It's not, selling it's not out like The it's Room bad. in terms yes. of... It was good. It was a good... Good film. Decent. Decent film, I would say. I'd say good. But we'll I get heard to you that. say good. And then I said decent so that my voice would be heard as yes. well. Yeah. So that another opinion beside yours. Just remember, Christina said we're in a loving mood this morning. <laughs> I said we're in a bad We are going to get married. <laughs> it's okay. going to be forever, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> so it then made its way from Still San Francisco to LA me. and <laughs> New York. Lord. Um, but all right, all right. that's kind of the history of how Great. this movie like kind of had like a second coming almost. Oh. So that's exciting. That is so exciting. Do you know what else is exciting? The yes. way this movie starts, I would say, is it starts with uh, Nicolas Cage's first billing, and he's also, the first shot is a bare foot against a car door, like pushing it open. I gasped. I was I was like, I've never seen such a thing in my life. It's Nicolas Cage uh, pushing his feet out to like, camera out of it is is all his wounded leg he's like oh man it's tough um and then he ends up doing some one-handed wide leg push-ups to prove how strong he is he's, I forgot he's about so that. strong he's so he's just doing on the road but i i want to talk about the feet uh for a little longer yeah Whoa. because his powerful feet end up coming back around later when he's fighting wayne in the car he is kicking him and he absolutely oh. clobbers him oh. and he also uses his feet to wow. again get out the car door i was just like i was I, you know who i thought of right away at this opening scene Quentin first, Tarantino. I, yes of course yeah. yes of course yeah all right the notorious foot guy and i was like i wonder if he's as interested in men's feet as he seems to be in women's feet and I if he's not no. then he's a coward then that's because <laughs> i'm like i'm I, like I mean, this was so exciting yeah yeah, yeah. Um, these days wow we said that on the pod. Oh, you didn't want to say that? I mean, maybe. Well, what if maybe we, what if he's a, he, well, I don't it think will he, never be a guest on this pod. Quentin Tarantino? Quentin Tarantino will oh, never be, be a You'd guest never. on this pod. <laughs> but I do believe there's a chance you could work in a movie with him. So maybe we. That would be tight. We'll edit. remember this. We could edit this out later. Yeah, edit, edit out. Leave in some of the, you can leave in a little bit of the jokes about Quentin. No, we'll keep them all in. No! Yes. No! Yes! They'll never find this. Arjun. He will be fine if I call him a coward. I don't no, think he will. He'll be, no I think he'll way. respect us. No, he won't. No, he won't. He's You gotta edit. We'll be fine. Okay. It'll not be edited. Let's find a, a normal okay. way to edit into. Do you know what else is a joke? Is a weird joke in this movie? Is when uh, Nicolas Cage writes his letter to the sheriff, being like, "There's gonna be crimes," and then he writes, "This is not a joke." This is not a joke. And it's so laughable and weird. And I guess it ends up coming back around too, because when the sheriff reads it, he's like, "This is a joke." And, uh -huh. But I was, it's, it, 
for me, movies like this, I don't feel like I'm on the same page as the filmmakers. So jokes like this, I'm like, are we all in on the joke here? Or do I think you're being dumb? You know what I mean? Or no? Yeah. Ah. I think it's... This is one of those things where I think, like, I don't know if it plays differently in the 90s because in the sense of when I hear this is not a joke, I'm, like, thinking Tim Robinson, right? I'm yeah. Like, he's, like, going, this is not a joke. But I think it's always been that but way. I think, I I think no. no, yeah, I think it's always been. Whenever you say, like, this, I'm not joking. This is not a joke. This is serious. <laughs> I think this that's you, though. I think that's, no, like, I think that's nah, your, nah, 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 I think that's your No, sentiment. no, no. I know people. I know people. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, Christina knows oh, people. Oh, do you hear that rumbling? Well, I wanted to say... So, I'm glad you liked that opening shot and everything. Yeah. But I did think my one... I'm not even going to say gripe with this movie. I oh. guess, like, it's... This is where I think not knowing anything about the movie oh. kind of, like, hurt me a little bit. Oh. Is that I, for the first 15 minutes, I'm like, what's going... Like, what's, yeah. what's this about? What am I expecting, right? This is where I think like trailers or something sometimes help movies where it's just like you if i knew i was going into this like noir western i could just relax a little bit in the beginning instead i was like what's going on he's looking but for I a job he's moving around relax i was telling you I know, like but relax. when has that it's worked? the setup <laughs> i was you were like what's going on and i was like it's the setup it's like i just can't believe that you're yelling at me being like it's it's not in the 30 first like 30 minutes that all of this unfolds like it's way earlier than that because i'm like then why was there so much time of you yelling at me like what's going on it was what's only happening i was like was it was 10, just a little minutes. bit of setup and so i'm just like i don't even like these movies and i knew like you just gotta <laughs> breathe and be patient and mm-hmm. i think a movie can't rely on a trailer if it's slow in the beginning it's slow you know what i mean sure sure and then that's a choice or not yes like but it's a little slow in the beginning. I guess I guess I hear I can understand and appreciate your opinion of like it's more enjoyable maybe if you know if I just what to know do. But what's I'm also coming, like you could have just chilled out. You could've I could've just chilled, chilled out. out. I could have chilled out. Nah. <laughs> I definitely could have chilled out. Um but also I was on a bit of a time crunch when we were watching this. Uh Yeah. And even though it's not like the movie will go faster, I knew the runtime to begin with, I was like if things were moving, I'd feel like it yeah. was moving. <laughs> Um, but once it picks up, I'd say it picks up and then it doesn't let go of the speed it, it's got for pretty much, I'd say, the rest of the movie. Like, once Lyle from Dallas enters the scene, we're kind of go, 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 go with, like, uh, you know, them going in and out of Red Rock and finding each other and, like, trying to find this money and who's going to get the half million and is Michael going to get out of here safe and sound? He just wants mm. to get out of Red Rock mm. is his prerogative. Mm. And it's funny how many times they, like, do that driving back into Red Rock with that sign Mm -hmm. scene. Like, it's almost comical. Like, every time he thinks he gets out, he's back in either Mm -hmm. by, like, he doesn't have a car and the only way to get out is to go back in. Or he's, like, in the – he's handcuffed and is going back in. It's funny. Mm -hmm. I was – well, it's, it's funny that you say that because I'm like, I didn't find it funny. I thought it was uh, – I, I think stuff like this is sort of boring. I find like drama thrillers are boring versus comedy thrillers I'm so excited by. And thinking about like Amos and Andrew, I was like, everything comes back around. Everything's reused. Everything's recycled versus when it happens in like a drama or thriller, I'm like, oh, this again, so repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> like, or like, like another thing, so the driving back into Red, 
rock west, as you say, but there's also a motif of he's running on empty. His gas tank's always low. His, he's almost out of gas. This is his last little chug along. And the, I do, the first time it sort of happens, Nicolas Cage does his chaotic head spin that we've seen <laughs> him do. He yeah. just did Amos and Andrew win, like, joyful having a sip of beer, but this time it's frustrated in the party. So just frustrated. Just full 360, like, spin his head around. I love it. Um, but I just, like, the, I guess when I'm asked to take it seriously, I'm like, dumb. Versus <laughs> when I'm supposed to laugh, I'm like, oh, ha, ha. But nice. do you think that's more, like, just your taste? Yeah, that's what I'm talking Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely for me. As opposed to like indicative of no, like no, a I don't, I don't know, because that's 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 what I mean. Of like, I don't like drama thrillers. Yeah. And other people are like, not everything needs to be a big joke, little girl. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I mean, I also tend to skew more in that direction as well, like light and comedies. Huh. But I'm putting on my like, when I'm sitting down, I'm like, this is my reviewer oh. hat. You know, oh, your I'm reviewer like, hat. Yeah, I have to take off my tune. I like comedy hat. You know. Oh. I don't know if that's right. But. I don't know if that's right either, but I like to I like to dirty back on it a little. That's yeah. nice. You know what's right? What? Nicolas Cage's outfit in this movie. Oh, that was a good outfit. Can I describe it to you? Please. In great detail? Yes. Uh, because I have been watching The Hype on HBO Max. Wow. This podcast is not affiliated with any third parties. <laughs> um, and so now I'm like noticing fashion and like having an eye for clothes. And this is my new interest. So he's wearing a white t-shirt. And then over that he also has a white button down with these cool white stud buttons and this pocket that has a double V and then comes down into a V point that also has the studs. His belt is a studded belt with a big silver buckle. I couldn't get a look at what the like detail work on the mm-hmm. buckle was. It is kind of like the grainy 90s film yeah. and re- whatever. But but I know that big buckles are going to come back as a motif later on for Nicolas Cage. So it's exciting whenever yeah. you spot that early on. And then uh, he's got denim jeans and black cowboy boots are tucked into the jeans. And then he ends up wearing a denim coat with a brown corduroy collar. And it's just like, it's just the most beautiful, like, like both Hollywood, blue collar, Arizona style yes. I think that really kept me going through the yeah. movie and I think he I don't think he ever changes I think he wears that same outfit pretty much the well, whole it's, time it's it's like a one day kind yeah, of like movie yeah like a 48 hour yeah it's like, like a 48 hours crazy, hours crazy. Hour, yeah yeah like, yeah like, I mean the movie that's what I'm saying it, once it gets there it moves quickly in the sense of like things saying. are well. <laughs> do you disagree well, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, like it, describing it, I'm like, oh, it could have had all the antics of a fast-moving comedy, but for me, drama really slows down the tempo and the pace mm-hmm. for me. Even though you're like, they're running in and out, I'm like, yeah, but there's also so much standing around staring at each other. Like, so for me, it, it always has a little bit of the well, slow. But sure. I agree with you that lots of stuff is happening. I think, I think it, it's just different, different. I think I like think. Dennis Hopper was having like more yeah. comedy energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he does like awesome. a he does this fun when and he's yeah, pouring. Yeah, whenever like, he's around, it clips. It does much clip more along. Like what you're saying, and yes. and so then to your point of like once he is in on the scene later in the movie, it's because he's pretty much more. there's very little without him. I mean, there is there's like scenes with um, 
Nicholas Cage and Suzanne. Yeah. Um, that's what, so that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. Like every so often it gets slowed down with some serious staring at each other. And then Lyle comes Suzanne. in or in and out and yeah. it's exciting. And you know who another uh, fun uh, uh, performance oh, yeah. in this is? No. Okay. So I took a note while we were watching it because I love this part. It's the, it's, it's, uh, Nicholas Cage has escaped by getting onto a truck from a roof and then he, the truck driver eventually stops and he's like, get off the roof of my car. Like, what are you doing there? And Nicholas Cage is like, oh, I'm like running away from my wife or something. And the guy goes, the guy, <laughs> the guy makes a fist and he goes, look at that uncontrolled response to bullshit. I hate when that happens. <laughs> and it, it was so cool. It was so fierce. And then he's like, get in the, like, I'll, get in the car. I'll drive you. He's uh-huh. like, he's like, it's such a funny, silly gimmick to be like, get off the roof and get into the car. I'll yeah. take you wherever you're going. Yeah. Hop on. But um, that actor is a performer by the name of uh, Dwight Yoakam who is actually uh, more prominently a musician out of Nashville, and he ends up writing uh, the, like, credit song um, for the movie, which is called A Thousand Miles From Nowhere. Uh, But he also... uh, I bring this up to say because he was sort of, like, on the scene, like, he was dating Sharon Stone. Like, he was, like... He was having his 90s moment, too. Um, And it is just... I I was just like this is fun this is a fun little pop-up trivia piece of information of someone who I clocked as being like this is a charismatic little character who like popped in and out um and nice and and then when you're looking at it you're like oh there's more more than meets the eye. Wow, how interesting. This story. You don't seem interested I know, it you is interesting. You seem like you're devastated. I'm, like, you're I, like, this I am is not the devastated. worst thing I've ever heard. No, I'm like, I'm... this is really nice. <laughs> and you're like, this sucks. No, I'm not okay. thinking <laughs> I'm just, I'm I'm always interested in what you clock and find interesting. Aww. Because I think it's so funny. <laughs> but I'm glad you clocked that. That's Thanks. good. Um, There's a lot of... We see some corrupt cops here because Wayne, who's that, who's the bartender, how do you feel about this scene, becomes the sheriff of this town. You were having a whole fit about it. <laughs> I was having a whole fit about <laughs> he it. He becomes sheriff. He buys everyone in town a drink. He becomes elected sheriff. Now, here's a big reveal. This is at this point we're fully in spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne, not only is the barman, there's the first reveal is yeah. he's also the sheriff. Because yeah. So that note that Nicolas Cage went right back to him. Yeah. But he's also a convict who's stolen like $2 million with his uh, wife, Suzanne from another town and they have changed their names and are now like living in this town as sheriff barman and wife yeah. <laughs> and christina was like how did they not know yeah how did they not they didn't pull up his social security say, yeah and i was like this is wyoming this is 90, I, 80s 90s i'm like don't talk about it like they're still in the 1800s they're that the 18- is crazy nonsense you but never heard i did nobody. appreciate i was really freaking out when i was like they would have been like, you need to have some experience. We have to call up the precinct that you worked at previously. Like, there's no way. But once I found out that the sheriff in this town was, like, an elected position that anyone, including the local bartender, could fill, that really paved the way for me to be like, oh, okay. Now, awesome. this is a question. Oh. Is that something that anyone could do? Like, could you run for sheriff? I don't sheriff? know. I don't. I'm just telling you that they, that uh, generally, to my understanding, that is not the way that it works. You would have to have experience in law enforcement and able to run for that position. People would check on you, blah, blah, blah. But as a, 
mechanism of fantasy for this movie to move forward, I was able to swallow it once they told me Are you sure you need experience to be sheriff? I'm not sure. I don't, and this is is what I've told you before about the United States, is that we are a jigsaw puzzle of made-up rules and laws and stuff. I'm sure that there is some town and some jurisdiction you could go to somewhere in the United States where you can do freaking anything and become the sheriff right away. In Los Angeles, I'm certain that that is not the case. You know what I mean? I'm not sure because I'm like, Donald Trump had no experience at all in politics. Yeah. And he ran for president. And I'm like... But he was also an old man, which is one of the requirements to run for president. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the requirements, you have to be over 35. Old man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, we'll look that up at some point. I won't be looking that up. I okay. have other things to do with my time. Okay. What else you wanna what else you wanna bring up here? <laughs> I wanna bring up that our sponsor, Marcus Hunter, says head to Tommy Cafe in Montreal for the best French toast of your life. Tommy Cafe. You could eat there with pride for every day of your life. Oh my God, Marcus! <laughs> that's not exactly what he said. You know, I take some liberties, but that's okay. that's the gist. And the other thing he wanted to say is that "Don't worry, darling" is disappointingly bad, and he doesn't want you to see it. But I plan. To I plan on his seeing. Advice it. Yeah, we're gonna see it. I still I... have FOMO, even if other people are having a bad time. There's just been too I'm much like, about this movie not I to see know it. What's going in? Exactly. So Marcus says, "Don't go." We're probably gonna, we're gonna, gonna go. go. We're, we're gonna, gonna go. go, and we'll update you on that if we go see it. Maybe we'll, we'll, if maybe. we remember. If we remember, maybe we won't. Because who knows? Well, before we get into the ratings, I just want to do... Not even like, the rate. We haven't even talked about Nicolas Cage. Well, we've talked about him some. No, I, I want to we talk about him a little bit more. We'll talk about him a little bit more, but... You said before we get into I, the ratings. Yeah, and I was going to say, let's do final thoughts on Nicolas Cage. And you were like, oh, I hate you. I don't think you know anything about this podcast. And I'm like, that's fine. I've never that's said fine. anything like that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? You've never said anything like that? <laughs> We are in a loving mood today. We are in a loving in and not love. antagonistic mood. Um, We're so in love, it's crazy. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Don't say it like that. This is not a joke. <laughs> I want to say my final thoughts um, are that the gas nozzle behind the license plate was awesome. I know you said Nicolas Cage, and I said, oh, of course I'll talk about Nicolas Cage, but I did want to say. This is a 1967 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Really nice. Where you lift up, you lift, 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 up. lift the, where you, could, you, where you lift up the license plate, and then there's the gas uh, mouth hole. <laughs> Okay, I wanted to share something with everyone. <laughs> so when we're making this podcast, Uh-oh. in terms of knowing when like, we have to edit a part out, you, you, we clap. So you do a small clap. I'm going to do just like a tiny one here. And so that way you like know when I'm editing it that you do this. When Christina does the clap, she is speaking um, like a thousand miles a minute and just in the middle of it claps as well. <laughs> and it's unhinged. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, that's what I'm seeing, and that's what I, that's what happens here. It's a very cool car, Christina. You can get this car for about fourteen thousand dollars, and I'm what? thinking that's right. <laughs> I bet you it ha- it it like probably is probably nine three hundred dollars miles a gallon. Gas. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, at, at current gas prices, it would it would be like sixty dollars to like drive to Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, 
But I was like, you know what? For a nice Sunday stroll, 14K. If anyone wants to sponsor us. What do you mean Sunday stroll? Like, Talking about a car you would drive. Yeah, like a stroll in a car. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> a car stroll. Um, before final thoughts, I'd say, I want to talk more about Cage's performance. Of this. course. That's I not would... final thoughts. That's, That's pre-final thoughts. These are my final thoughts about Nicolas Cage's performance. My thoughts yeah. are that he was actually really good in this, in the sense that he was a lot more muted. We like He's muted. I feel like I'm like careful what you wish for. I was glad I to see it. Muted. I was glad now to I'm if like, I'm gonna where watch is he? Here's the thing. If I'm gonna watch a hundred movies of Nicolas Cage, yeah. I don't wanna see balls to the wall every single movie. Excuse me. <laughs> I wanna I wanna see like I want to see range. And I think this movie showed him just like, like a lot of it was internal for him. Like as opposed to he, because he's such an expressionist, a lot of it is external for him. Sometimes this, you could just see like the turmoil within him every single time. He's like, I don't want to be doing this. I just want to like stick to my morals. I want to like, like I want to have enough money to like live, to like be able to like get gas and move to the next town. But I'm also not like, going only after the money. I just want to be a good guy doing a job. I just want to live my life. And that's all internal. Like, I don't think he's like, he doesn't have a big screaming monologue. He's not yelling, I am the greatest. He's not like, you know, doing anything insane. But I just think, I just think, I just, I just think he, when he, his internal isn't that good. I think it's, I think it's kind of boring. What? Yeah, I think, I think when you're setting up in his internal, he's just, I mean, he's just beautiful. He just has the beautiful big eyebrows and beautiful big eyes. And you just set up the angles to show like, this is a big man and he's thinking his big thoughts. Like, I think when we start, his accent is weird. He's like, he hasn't locked it. He's like you trying to do like a blue collar voice, but it's not Whoa. like a specific <laughs> accent. Unnecessary pot shots. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, I've heard it. I've heard it sometimes. You're like, you're like, this is a normal human voice that would be. And I'm like, you. that's offending me. That's offending okay. me in rural America. Well. Uh, and so I feel, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I thought he did a little bit of that that was not good. And I thought his internal stuff wasn't that interesting um and i think it's i think it's more interesting when he is a little more tightly coiled and ready to go and i thought that this wasn't great range for him like the scene where he kind of like i would say maybe he snaps he like yells at her for a moment in the hotel room it's just like one line he yells and it's just kind of like the way sometimes you'll do this where you will like yell a line because you're getting frustrated and I just like don't even respond to it because I'm like oh god he had to just get it out or I'm like or I'm like I'll show you who's gonna yell around here like you're in trouble do you know what I mean I like, know what you mean he just but this shouted is, and then gave okay, up the ground okay, right this away is, we've been together Christina for eight years so if we're shouting at each other it's a different situation than him and this but I'm saying wife it was, of, it was, that he's been with for only for a day it's not but the, yeah, but that so that she's not having your emotions and should have and should have more like. Okay, I no, mean, I, oh, I, I just you, why I, don't, if no, you love this movie I, so much, why don't you marry it? Why don't you marry it? <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Yeah. I disagree. I think. I think there is a lot under the surface here, and I think he's playing. It I well. heard you say that. I listened to you say that you thought it was so good, and I get to say I don't think it was that good. That's fine. I, I you, you we don't. I'm not saying I'm right. 
I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just I'm saying, saying I disagree. Right Christina, talk it to the I'm microphone. not saying you're right either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else Nicholas Cage says during this what movie? What does he say? He says movie. to him, why don't you just blow me? I thought that was an exciting <laughs> oh, that and was very good. 90s line. Of yeah. like he was getting mad in the car and that was one of his, he was like being like cool mad. And I was like, that's not something we're saying yeah. A lot no. in the 2020s, I would no, say. No, no, that's a 90s, that's a 90s, 90s thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's racing with trains. That's, we're back Oh, he's, he's racing, racing with the moon. Trains. He's racing trains. Well, racing with the moon is where he's racing, he's racing trains. trains. Yeah. And he's racing another train. He's racing, he's racing a train, train in a car. He's racing a train on foot. Yeah. All kinds of train racing. All kinds of train racing. <laughs> that was a crazy shot. There's a point where a car, like, kind of jumps over a moving train, like, right before it's going to hit it. Yeah. I don't know how they Some do good it. stunts there. That was not CGI. That looked practical. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Good for that stunt driver. Yeah. Stunt drivers, they're crazy. They're crazy. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Thank you for the work you do. Thank you for the work Thank you, you do. Thank you for being so crazy. Yeah. What else what else uh about Nicolas Cage? I don't know. I mean, I just thought I thought all of the performances here were pretty solid. Like I was impressed. I was like just feeling like I was in Good hands. Except, like, a couple... I was, like... The first friend we meet felt very weird to me. And that's when I was nervous in this beginning of the movie. The where friend in you, Wyoming. Where are you going? Let's talk about Nicolas Cage. I'm talking about him, but I'm also talking... I'm, like... It, just in terms of the acting, right? I'm no, talking about Nicolas Cage. Talk, I'm talking you about said, acting. You said... If I know, I'm allowed to say... Talk about, no, that was all that earlier no. stuff. And, and, I mean, I'm just... I'm just <laughs> thinking more and more. I'm, like... It was not good. Like the leg, the leg limp thing. I didn't think he worked that in or remembered it. Like I'm like, was that even happening towards the end of the movie? Well, he no, he was running leg? pretty good. Which I'm just thinking. I'm just now. I'm thinking. You know, I love TikTok. I saw a great TikTok recently of three guys who have limps and they're three like hardcore biker guys and they're each describing like the different ways that they got their limps and they're like, yeah, limps make us hard. Like give us personality. But they're also like, but what is this? Also, but like, what's what's this? What does that have to do with this? I'm like, I'm like his limp to me could have and should have been more of a thing. Like, I, but I don't think he had a limp. I think he had a bad knee. Yeah, and he should have had a limp. <laughs> <laughs> nice. you know, I honestly think if he had a limp this whole film, you'd have been like, that limp was I, insane. I would have. I would have been like, that limp is too much. But I, I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm okay. like, you should have had a limp the whole movie. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. The last segment of our show is moving into our American Dungeons ratings. We rate the film out of five stars. Baby boy. And then Nicolas Cage. Ten points. Five Ten points. Point. Technical. Five points creative. Great. Our turn. I think this is a three and a half star movie for me. Which I think last week was also three and a half star. Or maybe three star. But Glass three and a half star. This was another, I'd say, average film. Um, pretty good. Okay. But I think three and a half is not a neg. I'm just like, oh, <gasps> it's not like a a great No, I think film. three and a half is a very honorable Three, three and a half is a good film. Roger Ebert gave it three and a half out of four stars. Out of four stars. wild. Yeah. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, and then for Nicolas Cage. I would say three stars. I would, oh, three stars I would for you? Like, I would be like, yep, it was a movie. Yeah. Yeah. That feels right for you. Yeah. Um, and then I think for Cage, hmm, I think it's a 7 out of 10 for me. I think technically he was pretty strong. I'd almost give it a 4 um, because I was like his internal was good. The accent was middling. I'd say um, tough to hear the comparison to me. But 
I'd say that. Uh, you don't do it every it, time. I just heard you well, do it. Well, <laughs> um, uh, hey, look, a comparison to Cage, I'll take it. Nice. Um, so four for technical, and then artistically, like I don't. This is again, like I think a three score he is actually fine. I'm glad not every single film is like Vampire's Kiss, and so I'm happy with a three here. I'm happy with a seven out of ten. I'm like, it's good that he's making just a solid movie that he's doing a good job in. I don't have those same emotions set in up into it, but I would also he's say new, seven he, out of ten. I would say yeah. I would say four star technical, three star creative. Yeah, because he's just kind of playing normal dudes. Like so he used to play I, crazy dudes. I'm getting dudes. nervous. You're, you're normal. waxing too poetic here. I'm like, you gotta chill. On what? <laughs> on, 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 you're like he's moving into a new era. He's, I'm like, I'm pretty sure our next film is gonna be a stinkeroni. So, so let's just let's just. Let's just hold your horses, cool your jets. I can say, you know? I can say he's he's moving on to a new era. And next week, if it's a stinkeroni, I can be like, "Ooh, I'm just, you'll eat your words and your stomach will hurt." But but so be it, so be it. Now you know how we feel about the movie, listener. We love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at KJL Question and send any emails to KJLQuestionPod at gmail dot com. If you liked what you heard today. Uh, subscribe to the podcast subscribe Throw a five, star five stars hey for our next episode we are watching the 1993 film deadfall we hope you'll watch with us and listen in signing off this is christina and our two nazareth asking you the cage old question steal the declaration of independence i'd like to take his his face Oh, no, not the beat! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny.